To our sidekicks and henchmen out there in the Geek Nation, you're listening to Spoiler Alert. Spoiler, Spoiler Alert! Oh my god, it's a birthday present to me. Oh, that was wonderful. Thanks, guys. Um, uh, we're, I, don't, I don't even know how to proceed. That's the show. We did it. Uh, I'm overwhelmed with emotions. That was a beautiful jingle. I can be reached at BrianLeaveDesign.com. We've been lubricated to this morning. That's why we're... (laughs) That's true. So last night, uh, we went out for my birthday, some of us. Happy birthday. Thanks, boo. Yes, happy birthday, J.D., here Um, on the air. Ah, thanks. (laughs) That's the only way it counts. Um, (laughs) I wrote a birthday song for you. Not going to say it. Keep it to yourself. (laughs) 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 Do you you not want to hear your birthday song? I do, I do, I do. do? Okay. Me, 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 me. This is your birthday song. It isn't very long. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. I'm your host, Johnny Destructo. I'm 42 goddamn years old now. That hurts. Uh, With me this week is... Noel, who is 38 goddamn years old. Hmm. Brian, 38 years old. Uh Yes. Len, older than all of you. (laughs) Combined? Wait, Brian. Perhaps. <laughs> we yeah. are here to talk about this week's books, but first, let's talk about Dan DiDio. Oh, let's we don't have letters, and it was uh, yeah. something big. letters in the name of Dan DiDio. Something big happened in comics, <laughs> and it was just interesting to note. Uh, Dan DiDio is no longer with DC. Yeah. Very abruptly. Left yeah, that's, that's yeah. Yeah. It was very yeah. abrupt. So, yeah. like, on, on Thursday, he had plans for Monday, and Friday, those plans were yeah. cut short. Yeah. Wow. So like it would it happened just like that. Yeah. And interestingly, um, you know, it is since since that news came out, it was revealed that Jim Lee will just be the publisher as opposed to the co publisher. Yeah, they um, were they were co publishers together yeah. for the last since twenty eleven. Like ten years. Yeah. Almost ten years, yeah. And you know, usually when somebody leaves a job for whatever reason you have to hire somebody else to fill that job. Mm-hmm. I mean this is a little bit different. You know, usually when somebody would leave it's like, oh now Dan DiDio is the public you know, he's mm-hmm. gonna be in charge. Um, but in this case, maybe not. You know, and it'll just be the guy who was already kind of there, were there doing it. And I find it interesting that Jim Lee, the guy who started Image, you know, mm-hmm. big Marvel guy, very, in my mind of, at that time, like, X-Men was like the anti-DC. Spawn yeah. and all that stuff was yeah. the anti-DC. And now he is... Uh, DC. He's the DC. head of the he's ship. the head yeah. of the ship, yeah. I don't know. I, it's... Um I know it's 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 could be boiled down to corporate man and corporate gig loses job. However, Dan DiDio, I love him or hate him for all the stuff that he's done over the last twenty years. Yeah. He was still pretty instrumental for the last twenty years when it comes yeah. to yeah, yeah. I mean, DC, I, I think I agree. Right? I, I agree with the uh, possibility of loving or hating him. Yeah. That you know he did a lot of stuff that I was like. This is great. You know, some of the best. You know, Hal Jordan, Barry Allen came back. Final. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It was yeah. something that I had wanted for some time. Yeah. Now, what came after that has not been so great. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, 
I still I don't think Barry Allen still has had a great run no. since coming back. He just he should be dead. <sighs> yeah, but how, I mean, Hal Jordan. <laughs> Hal Jordan was great though. Yeah, Hal Jordan was and great. Blackest Night. Yeah. Blackest Night was great. Infinite Crisis. Of, yeah, and a lot of like return to New Silver Age DC happened these, under his. These are these are brand new like comic book paradigm, or at least in the modern era, comic book paradigms that, mm-hmm. that other publishers were not willing to do. A weekly comic book with yeah. a group of writers. Wednesday Comics was Wednesday cool. Wednesday Comics was yeah. awesome. These are all like really cool, like yeah. nifty things that he's done and maybe we'll never, or at least for the next generation, won't be able, mm. won't, be, won't see, you know, big swings like that again because everything's controlled yeah. by larger IPs and corporations. Yeah. Well, that's where I'm at with this whole thing is I don't know the ins and out of exactly what Dan DiDio was responsible for. Yeah. I don't know his actual job. I know his job title. But I don't, you right. know, there are so many people who have a job title that has little to do with their actual right. in and out day to day work. Mm-hmm. Um, so when people, the thing that frustrates me is that everyone goes, oh, thank God he's out because he's been ruining comics for. Right. How, though? Do you think do you think he's just up there with a scepter and a crown being like, ha ha, do this now, lackeys. <laughs> it's now, it's, I it's a corporation and everything is made by 19 different chefs. Right. I did yeah. get the sense that he was responsible for a lot of the like seemingly abrupt changes in direction yeah that was the impression really? that was the impression that i got from I, maybe it's mostly based on having heard that flashpoint was originally just a story and then midway through he was like let's do the new 52 well i, I think it was more it was less than midway through hmm. like before they started it okay but um uh, negative things i've heard hmm. Or have read. Mm-hmm. He was a publisher. Is a like was a publisher, which meaning you you know create the direction for the entire line mm-hmm. and just kind of get things going on a high level. During those big endeavors like New Fifty Two and mm-hmm. and um, Fifty Two and stuff, he micromanaged his writers too much mm-hmm. and got really into it and mm-hmm. was just like, "This is not your job. Go away." Mm-hmm. Yeah. So writers, a lot of writers quit and artists quit right, right. Uh, around around like during New Fifty Two and Rebirth. Because they were like, this is not what I signed up for. I don't mm-hmm. need mm-hmm. Uh, a mommy telling me that I'm not telling my story right. Yeah. those yeah. That's the most egregious thing I ever heard that about him. That was pretty much it for me, too. Or just the like kind of constant, like, this isn't working. We need to revitalize. We need to change it. We need to do this other thing. Change now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which, you know, I, like, I was real excited about the new 52. And then uh, over a pretty short period of time, I was not that excited yeah. about it. Um, you I know, think there were like, some really yeah. good things, but it yeah. overall lost steam. But I mean, that's as all initiatives do. But that's the thing is that there were a lot of initiatives yeah. rather than a lot of just like storytelling. But like I said, I mean, he also presided over kind of the return of a lot of Silver Age stuff, and mm-hmm. you know, and also who knows how? I think Gail Simone was I read was saying like you know he always he uh, took credit for a lot of things that weren't his fault and didn't get credit for a lot of things that he did do. Oh, I did see that, yeah. You know, and so probably some of those were writers' choices, mm-hmm. and but and he then, was the one at the head. But he's just like, so. yeah, they're like, ah, Dan DiDio, and he's like, all right, whatever. Yeah. You're yeah, paying yeah. me millions of dollars, uh, I'll take the hit. Uh, speculation aside, I just think it's going to be interesting as to see where he goes next, maybe working for a movie studio, maybe starting his own publisher, or mm. publishing arm, doing something. Mm. It's just going to be interesting. He did work yeah. on that, uh, what, reboot? You guys remember that the TV show? Yeah, oh, that wow. was like, yeah, yeah. So he came from outside of comics. Has so, he said? You know. Has anyone said anything? Ex- I saw that Jim Lee had a couple of things to say, mm-hmm. which were not very telling at all mm-hmm. about how it went down or what happened. Do we mm-hmm. know anything? Like the the behind the scenes thing? Yeah, Just that he packed I don't, th- I don't I think so. Um, the the air quotes um, line from the company from Warner Brothers was uh, uh, he fostered a. Um, 
uh, hostile work environment. Oh, oh, really? Oh, I didn't hear that. I didn't mm-hmm. see that. Oh, yeah. No, I cool. hadn't seen any commentary at all about. And then, about and then huh. he made he made a um, statement on Twitter. Oh, did he? Yeah, okay. it was it was just like a I've been honored too and blah blah yeah. blah oh, and so, yeah. right. keep boilerplate keep, keep right, loving right. keep you know keep loving Greatest comics and yeah. it's not going anywhere. I did cool. see that one. Yeah, well, that would seem, that would seem kind of like that's weird that that would be his statement and yet Warner Brothers would put out a statement about him creating a, a hostile yeah. work. You know what? Maybe like, it wasn't he a statement. Maybe like, it was, he wouldn't respond to that. Maybe it well, wasn't he, an official statement. But you know he what? He reposted a video from like a year and a half ago. Which I think that might have been that. He was like, I feel this as much as I did back then or something like that. Yeah, when they moved to Burbank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I, you know, there was a time when uh, I used to go to more conventions than I do. And also, uh, they used to come to Wizard World in Philly, and now they don't. Yeah. uh, Marvel in D.C. for other reasons. And there was a time when both him and maybe even a little more Joe Quesada that I was like, these guys are... It's just something a little more antagonistic than I would like Uh between, you know, a little more like carnival barkery, mm-hmm. but in a not positive way. Yeah, yeah, for um, sure. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I I also believe that that was part of their shtick. Their shtick. Is that, sure. you know, oh, we're going to we're going to sort of foster this um fake yeah. competition yeah, because yeah. it makes everyone work harder and and you know, right. it juices it juices the fans. Yeah, of right. course, and it gives us something to all talk about in front yeah. of our microphones. And that's um, true because especially at that time you would have been le- the one of the biggest things in pop culture at that time was the whole du- wrestling was building up and you're oh. taking on that whole aesthetic that's yeah, funny no, that's I didn't interesting. make yeah. that connection yeah so that, make, that, that makes perfect sense yeah. to me it's I funny think... you talk I'm sorry nope it's funny you talked about how Jim Lee was kind of like the anti-corporate mm. guy because of him running out you know well not anti-corporate just anti-mainstream comics alright anti-mainstream yeah. because yeah. Uh, because of running out with Image yet he was the first one of the Image guys to sell his company yeah. oh was he yeah Wildstorm uh, was the first that? one to say like boo whoop, oh, we're he out was Wildstorm <laughs> yeah I forgot okay yeah and so we're DC. part of DC. For, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, like, yeah, how about that? Lee has always struck me as a businessman. A businessman mm. first. A businessman with a pencil. Yeah. yeah. So, which is why, of the two of them, them getting rid of the Dio uh-huh. makes sense, especially if you believe with the wholesale of Warner Brothers now to uh AT and T, and that their overlords are very you know numbers people and yeah. not more yeah. corporate people. I'm looking it up. It stands the reason why they would choose Jim Lee to. Yeah, yeah. Also, well, and to, also if they're hostile D- work environment. Didio is just the case. latest top executive to leave the company. The company, as in Warner Brothers, in June 2018, Diane Nelson and then Jeffrey Katzenberg left, yeah. and then mm-hmm. like it, from the top, they they seem to, and then uh, obviously Jeff Johns. Shortly after leave, uh, shortly after Nelson left, who brought Johns on in a CCO position, left also. Like I wish they just the last two years has just been almost uh, like as soon like Jeff Johns. Yeah, I liked him. I mean, he was he, the first name that came to mind. Yeah, when I, you know I, I, mean? I liked it when he was. He's really good at the core of what mm. DC is. You know, a and, bigger, even bigger announcement mm. this week, which um, has really struck at the hearts and minds of all the fans I think out there, is that uh, it was released um, the news that. GameStop is no longer selling comics. Did they sell comics? Exactly. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I did, This is the first time hearing of this I, announcement and the fact that they at one time well, sold comics. The, the previous announcement <laughs> was GameStop's going to start selling comics. Oh. The next I heard of it was GameStop no is going to stop selling comics. 
and it's it's going to be a huge blow. It's it was it sounded like a Trump tweet. What I saw was oh. like, oh, it's going to be a huge blow to an already you know declining market. Right. And I was like, what? Did they say? I've yeah. been in GameStop a ton of times. I have never once seen a comic book. Yeah. Ga- GameStop and Hot Topic used to buy. Uh, from uh, from the distributors would buy certain issues of things to just keep on their racks, yeah. and then they would get like a special variant. Yeah. Okay. I saw both that companies hot topic, but... both companies stopped doing it, yeah. and it doesn't affect anyone that gets their comics yeah. anywhere else. Yeah. It literally just means that the publisher's not getting an yeah. extra bump yeah. from right. high level sales. That's right. like that's like when they would claim like, oh my god, this issue was. Sold three hundred and fifty thousand copies. That's unheard of in the modern era. But really, it was three hundred thousand to loot crate. Oh yeah. right, mm. yeah, and only fifty thousand to stores. Right. So um, like, relax. Was, was I think it was Gail Simone who tweeted out, "Oh my God, you guys, you guys, Jiffy Loop is going to stop selling comics." <laughs> <laughs> She's great. All right, let's talk about this week's books. So Amethyst came out this week by Amy oh, yeah. Reader. Uh, this oh, is another. Are we reviewing comics? That, I thought we might. <laughs> huh. Meh. So if you guys, um, I think Amethyst has been around since the '80s, right? It was a yeah, at least. Yeah, one yeah, of those cartoon-esque properties, um, and she has been rebooted and included in the Young Justice Brian Michael Bendis series, and now she is back with her solo series. Diamond has this to say. Following her triumphant reintroduction in the pages of Young Justice, the new Amethyst miniseries follows teenager Amy Winston, a.k.a. Princess Amethyst, as she returns to her magical kingdom to celebrate her 16th birthday in style. The only problem... Her kingdom is missing. Her subjects have vanished, and none in the realm of gem world, even her best friend Lady Turquoise, remain loyal to her house. Mm, that sounds um, like multiple problems. That, yep. Yeah. She's got a couple of them. Yeah. Not her only problem. Not her only problem. Right. The only problem we're going to talk about <laughs> is that this book is fine. It was fine. Is that it a problem fine. for you? It's fine. Um, I think it was a mistake to not include any of the Young Justice cast. Oh, yeah. Um... That's right, because she's a member of Young Justice now. Yeah. Is she still like that? Didn't change. Yeah, this is just like a book. prequel, it seems. Oh, is it? Oh, it seems a Why? prequel to Young Justice. Yeah, because I mean, in their um, how old? How old is she in Young Justice? Well, I don't. I don't even that? know how old she is. I, I. It's just. It seems as though it's a prequel because she, in, in like the sixth issue of Young Justice, she was banned from Gem World. Mm. Oh no. So either this happens well after all the adventures that they're about to have, or yeah. it's just kind of like a. I see. Well, it seems like she did have a series of adventures before this. Because she was like, oh, I united all of Gem World. Like, we're all buddies. I'm good at this. And then. It would make more logical sense if this was before the cheat. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm fine with that being a prequel. Mm. Uh, I think it's also part of the problem is that we don't know where in continuity it lay. Yeah. Um, What did you think of it? I thought it was cool. So I always thought Amethyst was very cool, but. I guess through a combination of just the difficulty of getting it's cool. comics. It's cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Um, it's cool. It seemed like a cool idea, but nothing that was, like, I don't think there were any current Amethyst comics coming out during times when I was, like, going to the comic store. Okay. And then, All right. You know, that kind of thing. And it was always, like, you know, I'd see ads for it, or it was this series that had happened a while ago. And you know mm-hmm. how it, especially pre-internet, like, you got what you got. I had, like, the first yeah. issue of whatever happened to the Man of Tomorrow, like, ten years before I had the second issue. You yeah. know, that kind of thing. Um, I, my my experience with Amethyst was the New 52. She had her own okay. book back then. It okay. didn't last very long. I have no relationship with her. I, I, I oh, didn't know anything about good. her until Young Justice. I don't even remember 
there being a New 52 comic. There was. It was decent. Now that I totally forgot about it, but yeah. This uh, the art in this book was spectacular. Yeah, Amy so Reader. The yeah. layouts, the layouts were so effing good. I loved it. Um, they had there were some really really great sequences, um, but after everything, I it was like okay. Yeah, yes. that's, yeah, yeah. I, I enjoyed reading it, yeah. but I wasn't like, oh my god, I can't wait for the now. Next if issue. this was a, if this was a, like they're doing all of these YA graphic novels in one mm. fell swoop. If this was that, I would keep reading, but that's it being separated yeah. into six yeah. issues, issues or five issues right. over a course of time, yeah. I will, I will drop, I will drop off probably think, just because it didn't grab me. I think there was also a little bit of an issue where you're introduced to this massive change in her world. But with no context for that. Right. You know, it's just like, That's true. oh, we're being introduced to it, but it's not how it's we were introduced to it. And it doesn't, for whatever reason, I don't think it really well, uh, I think they did an establishing she, shot well, of Gem World. I think yeah. she attempted to do, I think Amy Reader attempted to do that in the splash page, which just gives you like the whole lowdown. Except that it was still too similar to the craziness. Like it was, it was yeah. a, it was a, yeah. it was an artistic choice that didn't look like that drastic of a change when you get to there. And it's like, right, oh, everything's wrong. Looks as right. mad I was like, You're it right. looks crystally. Yeah, I don't know what's happening. Yeah, and she gets there and she jumps and there's all these like little crystal islands floating in the right. air. And I'm like, is that not how this right. world like, looks? Looks great. I don't. <laughs> it's cool. Like it looks fine. Yeah, yeah. it yeah. actually does look really cool. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, yeah, it awesome. It's only until she goes into like some like. The, the castle you can see that that's the shovel yeah. you were like oh yeah. okay things are askew yeah right. and the whole like her the her best friend doesn't know her anymore it doesn't quite land for me uh. just because I don't know how close they were also her I don't know it just there's no emotional well, investment uh, in, in how close they were I guess I know because they the, tell you the emotional investment is not there because you don't you know, most readers at least, because mm-hmm. I don't want to. I'm sure there are amethyst purists yeah. who are like, "What do you mean you don't know?" Like amethyst stands, you know, yeah, amethystians, amethyst stands. It's so so the emotional thing doesn't land, but in typical story movie mm. telling like tropes, it kind of lands because okay. like the page before, she's talking about how cool they are, how sure. tight they are, and then you can you can I will give it up to Amy Reader as well as. Um, She's the artist. She writes this as well. Yeah. That, you know, mm. I feel the coldness from Turquoise yeah. coming off at her. You know what I mean? So I could definitely, yeah, I definitely felt the emotions behind that of like, what? But what? Why well, are you acting this way to me? Like, yeah. I think that's the part that I felt didn't land as much was her reaction to Turquoise. It kind of seems like she ought to be like, something is very wrong here. Like, immediately. Well, yes, actually, to me, and this is the other part about the story that I like, she is coming off as a privileged 16-year-old. Oh, that is true. Everything's always worked out for her. Yeah, you know. Cut it out, Mom. (laughs) Right. So, Like, for real, that's the whole first three pages. Stop it, Mom. Right. They don't get it. But like, it, but so I, I liked it, it a lot. Nice. The only thing I will say is uh, I agree with Noel. I would have loved this more as mm. a graphic novel. Yeah, yeah. you know. Um, I'm with that. I understand. You know the 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 world of comics now, and especially what Bendis is trying to do with the whole Wonder Comics line. Him putting it out mm. as single readers, but. This is something like you know you just give Amy Reader like about six months, let her knock it out, and just yeah. put it out. Do you um, guys notice that uh, some of these people have four arms? Well, yeah, she says that, that. Yeah, she, she, does, she yeah. does, and I was like, oh yeah, because I could not figure out what was going on. I mean, she's holding her sword with two of her arms. I don't have four arms, so I don't know. Maybe that's a good way to hold it, but it took me a little while to figure out like what was happening, because um, they don't all. 
I think, right? That might be a gem world thing. Oh, maybe they do. No, it's, it's just turquoise. It's just turquoise. It's just turquoise. The, the world of turquoise. Oh, is that other woman with the bug caterpillar thing? Is She's she got also arms. a turquoise? Yeah. She's yeah. a turquoise person? Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And hence the bracelets. Yeah. yeah. yeah I, I like the cute. first part of it where it felt like um, an allegory. Is that the word I'm looking for? Of like a girl, a teenager who had come out hmm. um, and the, the parents trying to be supportive oh, of it, yeah. but not like quite getting it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, we got you this... This this gem book, uh, yeah. crystal healing. Cause yeah. you you like crystals, right, honey? And she's like, oh, thanks, guys. Oh, they don't get it. They're um, trying so hard. Yeah, yeah, they're trying so hard. Yeah. Uh, but I, I thought it was very sweet. Um, and I also like the bit at the end with, or in the middle with the uh, the giant worm monster. I like that uh-huh. caterpillar. But that's a so it looks like a nasty mouth and eyes, but that's just a marking on its. Yeah, back. that's just uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> that was cute too. Yeah. So I I think it's a, a very cute book. Um, you know, we're talking. You mentioned Brian Michael Bendis and Wonder Comics and stuff, and I'm wondering if maybe I'm wrong. I mean, obviously they think I'm wrong because they don't include the Young Justice at all, mm. and uh, maybe that is the best way to get a new reader in, it so they don't have to feel like, oh, wait, who are these other characters and why is she? You know, I've also felt like Amethyst is in a world apart from the rest mm-hmm. of DC literally. and a lot of you know, literally. Yeah, it's the world gem, world. gem world. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, also, her first name is Amy, right? Is sure. It? Her last name is not. <laughs> I think okay. they call her. Oh, maybe they, that might just be a nickname for Amethyst. Yeah, they call. Oh, okay, they call it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Amy, that's cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's good to have it as its own, yeah. its own separate world. All oh, of sorry. all of all of the Wonder comic books have kind of uh, worked on this same paradigm where there's the Young Justice book, mm. and then all of the other like uh, Wonder Twins, Dial H, and this. Do not include other members of Young Justice. I period. am so behind on Young and Justice. Naomi, Naomi. Mm. Dial H is in Young Justice. Sounds cool. They have showed up in the last like two issues. And the uh, Wonder I Twins I have showed up in the last Holy like two cat. issues. I didn't know this. So I'm so behind. So <laughs> those like the books are kind of like Amethyst is has from the from Jump been in Young Justice, but mm. the other books are starting to kind of weave into. Ah. Yeah, mm. I think right, Young Justice suit. showed up. Mm. Or at least we're name checked in Wonder Twins too. Like Isn't it's, it's all just of, all of Wonder Comics is represented in Wonder Twins. I mean, no, in, uh, in Young, Young Justice, Ju- it seems that way because yeah, as okay. soon as they, as soon as Naomi kind of jumped in, okay. and then just recently mm-hmm. the Dial H kids came in, and, oh, and cool. so did Wonder Twins. Uh, There's two of them, the Dial H kids again. Yeah, cool. I that's the only book that I didn't. Yeah, yeah. I read like two issues. I was like, this is cute, and then stopped. I always like that concept. It's an oh interesting, yeah, yeah. Remember the uh, the one where he dialed horror. And turn into a monster? No, no, oh, that's cool. Though. It was a pretty bad time <laughs> <laughs> for the reader or for you? <laughs> for the uh, for the characters? I, mean, for for the characters. I was fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was. It didn't hurt me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Actually, even Superman was like, you know what? I uh, experimented with my powers when I was a kid too. It's all good. Everything turned out well, you yeah. guys. Lessons. Everything was fine. Yeah. Batman Superman number seven by Joshua Williamson Ooh. and Nick Durrington in the aftermath of the Infected. Batman and Superman create new measures to prevent hidden and dangerous supervillain plots in the future. Using new technology to track villains throughout the DC Universe, the Dark Knight and the Man of Steel are startled to discover that General Zod has returned to Earth and that his new target is Ra's al Ghul. Um, <laughs> this was super fun. Yeah. No, you, your hand is raised. Go yeah, ahead. I raised my hand because, in the front. because I think you read the solicitation wrong. This is Batman Superman number one. <laughs> ah, I see. Because day, the last nothing issues. else mattered. Yep. This is my favorite book this week. Oh. Yeah. This was so, so good. I thought of it. Some of it was a little strange. Um, <laughs> Whoa! To what? What? Strange. Yeah. Nothing was strange. 
Do you mean the little tiny Kryptonians brought was, back to life it by was, a mystical pool? That was amazing. Because I it thought was, it was pretty normal. It was, was strange awesome. that this wasn't the first issue of this Cracker Jack series. Um, what does he say? Uh, ha ha. This is, this is dialogue from Batman. You brought Kryptonite for a fight, but you didn't expect to fight me. What? I didn't read I mean, it in that voice. I mean, oh, you're yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in that voice. That's your problem. In that you're voice, reading. it might read a little wrong. Way back. Your, way back. your inner voice is a real hammy actor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you brought kryptonite for a fight. But you didn't like, expect to fight me. <laughs> yeah, that's that's my Bruce Wayne voice. So I, like, hey, I'm opening the comic store today. <laughs> J.D. Olivier. I took, it as, I took it as, but you didn't expect to fight me. <laughs> Swear to me! <laughs> but you I know, just, it was weird dialogue for Batman to. But you know what? It fits in to me with the oh. art style because Nick Darrington's so style oh, it's is it's realistic, but it's cartoony. Uh-huh. It's 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 um, the Justice League of the of today, yet it's still mm-hmm. Super Friends. So it it that Batman. It's definitely fit. riding a line. It's it's a it's a bit of a it's new ha- frontier feel. I, I, so I was gonna say yeah. Hanna Barbera by way uh. of Frank Quietly. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. I yes, can see that. that yeah. Boom! Thank well Boom you. goes the dynamite. Three I'm gonna go. Oh no! I took I mean, a week off and now I'm just ready. <laughs> I don't really see Frank quietly. I do Get out, Noel. Oh, I see quietly <laughs> with the lines and the and the wrinkles. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's gorgeous. Dick Darrington's one of my favorite yeah. current. Uh, Can he artists. just draw every right? DC comic? No. Well, plus we were like with Batman Universe. So like, why isn't this Frank the Batman quietly. ongoing? Yeah. Oh yeah. Here that's, we are. That's a Frank, Frank quietly jaw. Yeah. yeah. Um, also, the puffy mouth. Mm-hmm. He gives he gives Superman that puffy yeah, mouth. There's a lot of. Quietly. Yeah. My favorite bit in the whole, <laughs> all six issues, seven issues so far, my favorite bit it's one is issue. Ra's al Ghul um, getting ready to do his ninja thing where he throws a smoke bomb. And he's yeah. like, what does he say? Hold on. He says, adieu. This encounter was unexpected and unwanted. As such, I must bid both of you adieu. Oh, sorry. And he throws his smoke bomb, but then Superman's just like, nah. <laughs> he, just, <laughs> he just flies through the smoke and grabs him. Yeah. <laughs> That's so good. Yeah. And, and the, the first line back is, "Let's try this again." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, is he, is he just sort of unceremoniously yeah. plops him on his butt? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That's, ah. that's great that you're the League of Assassins. Yeah, uh, sitting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Superman. Yeah, yeah. It has a real like Brave and the Bold kind mm-hmm. of feel, just like a little bit similar to the Justice League story that's happening now. I think oh. in a better way. And I like that story. Yeah. But just that it's like even more like madcap, let's put pieces of. This of, is better than Justice League, you mean? I would say. It, I, like, I would I say, also like so. Justice I would say League, very much. Yeah. yeah. I agree. Very much. I mean, uh, and, is, but is both of them are kind of like hey? pieces of, I'm here. of DC Universe. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. We're also looking at the page. <laughs> uh, people at home can't see this. We're also just flipping through and looking at some of the art. And so it looks like Ra's al Ghul and Batman. Are in the what's it called? The demon wing. The demon, demon wing. wing. Get the fuck. Anyway, and then there's Superman, and he's flying next to him, but then he just gives him a little wave. Like, <laughs> hey yeah, guys, hey. Yeah. See, but I thought you were going to say like that is my favorite bit. Mm. Superman waving, uh, saving, waving high, but Batman and uh, Roz, who have to have like this very tense oh, relationship I, with one another because I did of your Damien. Daughter. Yeah. Yeah, and I dated your daughter, <laughs> yeah. so they're just sitting there all tense face, and you know, and and Batman's just looking to like, I know you're lying, yeah, and when I catch you in a lie, I'm gonna beat your face. <laughs> we haven't even talked about the plot of this book. The um, but the plot is it's a cool. Well, that's I mean, kind of what I was getting at with the with the Brave and the Bold kind of thing, yeah. where it's like, or 
or just the general like, hey, let's let's take multiple unconnected areas of the DC universe yeah. Yeah. and see what happens if mm-hmm. they are this together. Is, this, you is, know? this is deeply entrenched in current DC continuity true, right now true. when it comes to um, Kandor being, the bottled city of Kandor being destroyed by Rogel Zar. Right. Way back at the beginning of mm-hmm. Bendis' run. Mm-hmm. And Zod stealing the mini bodies yeah. <laughs> of, 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 yeah. of the mini Kryptonians and, and dropping them in a Lazarus pit. Right. So and why not? Yeah. Your Kryptonians, like, they don't need to be in that bottle. Uh, like in All-Star Superman when he's like, oh, why didn't I think of this a long mm-hmm. time ago? And he lets them out on Mars. I also love that Zod has already done it. I like that kind of reveal yeah. where it's like, you can't, oh, ah, I already so have. Real, like Ozymandias. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm. I did it 30 minutes ago. Yeah. I like this scene of uh, when Superman grabs the kryptonite sword. Just mm-hmm. an excellent, it's not quite a splash page. And it but just it's turns big. green. Yeah. It feels very classic, very Silver Age yeah. Superman to me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Best it, book this week. Yeah, and just so Kandor good. being involved at all. Yeah. It feels yeah. very Silver Age. And I cannot wait to see what comes after this final page. Well, you're gonna. Yeah. I, I'm gonna wait. Probably like a month. I can it's, wait. Okay, you know yeah. what? I've resolved to wait. <laughs> <laughs> Falcon and Winter Soldier number one by Derek Landy and Federico Vicen- Vincentini. An office of dead government agents, a gifted new killer, two ex Captain Americas. When a dramatic attempt on the life of Bucky Barnes reunites him with Sam Wilson, the two old friends are plunged headlong into a race to uncover the new leader of Hydra before a mass casualty event announces the terror group's resurgence to the world. The clock is ticking. Tick-tock, tick-tock. Tick-tock, tick-tock! Is that not always the case? That's a clock. Right? The time is passing. Yeah. No matter how important yeah. what you're doing is. <laughs> I, my... I wasn't sure how I was going to feel about this, and I know as soon as I saw it, I was like, well, of course they're going to do a Cap and Falcon book because there's a TV show coming. Only makes sense. And uh, it had a Dan Mora cover, so that piqued my interest. I'm a big Dan Mora fan. He did a book with Grant Morrison called (coughs) Klaus. Klaus! And uh, he worked on Buffy. Buffy. (laughs) Once Um, in Future. And uh, Once in Future. Once in Future. Once in Future, so good. Um, And so here we go. And uh, I thought this was actually a lot of fun. Uh, I don't have any emotional connection to either of these characters. Uh, mm-hmm. Certainly not them together. The only, the only uh, emotions I have are, oh, I like them in the movies because they're yeah. they're funny together. Yeah. They hate each other. Yeah. Uh, that's that's literally it. Oh, I love Winter um, Soldier. Yeah. Yeah, I have an emotional connection to the whole Brubaker run. Like that was mm-hmm. my favorite comics at the time, and still kind of holds a high place. And uh, I was not aware of his current status quo. He's essentially just. A merc for the government, and that was an, a, a deal to make when he helped mm. take down Hydra. He's like right. a super so he's spy he's a guy. he's a good bad guy. Okay, right. Like he's he's a bit of a he's a bit so of. So he's shit. kind of what he was when he was the Winter Soldier, except but he's doing it for America. And yeah. For America. yeah, yeah. It's pretty awful. Hmm. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. It has a nice little fun, breezy, quick um, rhythm to it. So I enjoyed it. Um, yeah. There's definitely comedy there. It's playing on there. I think they both have kind of like. Um, Build on the personalities that were kind of built in the MCU mm-hmm. um, for more comedic effects. Uh, I think in doing so, both characters have been lessened a little bit than they are in the comics traditionally, as far as, you know, like, like the Winter Soldier was supposed to be like the baddest of the bad, and he's definitely been for lack of a better word, depowered a little bit. Mm-hmm. And Falcon, what it seems like, um, I guess Falcon is still Falcon, but um, 
So it, I, I, it, it, it was fun enough for me that I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I was really impressed with. I thought we're gonna, oh, we're gonna stretch this out. Who was the mm. killer? Who was responsible for all this? And then my dude just shows up. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, hey, hey guys, I, f- I followed you here. Hey, Big I'm fan. A, I'm Have a, we seen this I'm character nope. before? Nope. Okay. Hey guys, the I'm a teenager. I'm called the Natural. I'm real good. Uh, let's. Um, it's a really, it's a, it's an honor to be fighting you guys. Uh, this is great. Uh, I've beaten you. You're unconscious. When I return. Uh, I'll kill you. Uh, and I just, I, I love that whole dynamic of that character. My, my, actual, my favorite part of this terror book was um, Bucky casually but not casually asking Falcon his opinion on Hawkeye. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because it's super jealous move. Uh, Hawkeye and Natasha have a history, and so does Bucky and Natasha. So it's just like a, so uh, what do you think about Hawkeye? Yeah, but it, are either of them currently with Natasha? Yeah, so according to Hawkeye's book, uh, Natasha chose to kind of gallivant off with Buck. Oh, and that's what okay. was happening in Black Widow's book, too, right? We reviewed it a few months ago. and they But they were, like, not together, but they recently had been. A thing. thing. Yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a thing of a thing, which oh, goes right. back to Brubaker's run, too. Okay. Well, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I remember when they kind of, like... But I, I don't know why I just really dug that, like, this this hard murderer for the, for the, C, for the, <laughs> the government just, like... It's like either wears purple. What are your thoughts? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But also, <laughs> they had showed up to confront Hawkeye in Hawkeye Freefall number yep. one because Ronan showed up murdering a bunch of people, and they were like, "So is that you?" Yeah. So it, there's a little bit of you know loose continuity happening between these books. But that's kind of cool. Yeah, I love that stuff. Yeah. This it was makes fun. comics fun. Yeah. This was fun. Yeah, and the art is really nice. It's a new. Not, I don't want to say newcomer because it's a, it's only new to me. They maybe have been around for a while, but mm-hmm. I think the art is really dynamic. Uh, the page layouts are fun. There's a lot of kinetic energy to the fight sequence. Definitely. So yeah, and good choreography. You can yeah. follow it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. I don't know whether or not they actually mean this or anything, but I thought it, to me, my movie watching eyes, I thought it was kind of subtle nod that this blonde kid at the who is kicking their butts is called The Natural and uh-huh. um, the most famous blonde actor of all time Robert Redford um, starred in a movie called The Little, Natural you know, young Robert Redford yeah That's an Alexander claim, Pierce the most mm-hmm. famous blonde actor of all time I can't I can't dispute it you know I can't think of a more famous blonde actor well Brad, Brad Pitt? Pitt it's pretty famous yeah I say Brad yeah. Pitt but, but Brad, he's not an actor America I'm sorry is, Brandon's here <laughs> well, wait you said Actors? Yeah, most famous. Well, when I say cat, when I say you're actors, thinking about I mean, Chris, Chris Evans, Evans. but of all time, Robert Robert, Robert Redford, Redford is also yeah. he edges out Brad Pitt also, and, 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 and yeah. Robert Redford was in the movie The Natural yeah. about somebody who was just naturally imbued with yeah. this ama- amazing ability in that to play baseball. Oh, so what he what he what he meant was the most world's most famous blonde actor who was the natural. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, right. It's a nod. Can't, can't dispute that he one. He is the most famous one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Hidden Society number one by Raphael Scavone. Scavone? Scavone. 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 Yeah. And Raphael Albuquerque. Yeah. A new series from Raphael Albuquerque and Raphael Scavone, the team behind Neil Gaiman's <laughs> A Study in Emerald. Hidden from ordinary eyes, there is a world alongside our own full of deities, demons, and danger, where magic wins out over science and dark secrets lie in wait. What'd you guys think of this book? Um, I like uh, the uh, the art. I love Raphael Albuquerque's art. Yeah, the art was good. The art is spectacular. I love the character design. I like what's being set up here. The story is a little clunky. Yeah, yeah. right now, especially because it's the this first issue is all about introductions mm-hmm. to these characters and this very, to use your word, clunky way, and I, they all come together. Yeah, it's a little. It's a little. Um, but it's weird. It's not. It's not a 
uh, harsh and it's not like a um, a brick wall that you're mm-hmm. hitting when you're reading it. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just a little clunky. It's a little yeah. it's a little rickety. Like it gets you there. But it's not a smooth they, ride. They, it's not a smooth yeah, ride. Yeah, they don't yeah. all like the the, the the pieces don't all yeah. tightly fit together. I felt like in some ways the the quality of the art, like the I mean, it is very good, but just the particular quality that it has, the uh, kind of dark feel mm-hmm. to it, mm-hmm. felt a little at odds with the story that was happening. Not the story, but the the vibe, the of vibe it. of yeah, the story. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. And right. I don't think intentionally. You know, I think it was just. Um, just like it almost not quite fit. It seems like it should be drawn in a like a little more cartoony of a way mm-hmm. or written in a little smoother of a way. I don't know. Exactly. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know if I agree with that. Uh, maybe in the little boy. Let me in Jadoon's or Jadoo. Yeah. Jadoo's little uh, side story. But the well, whole I first. I odd that they all freak out. That yeah. they're like, well, I, at this the magic whole trick, first this half, disappeared. The whole <laughs> first the half of the book uh, with the poker game mm-hmm. and. Uh, the blind woman and her and her Damon. That was Gene an interesting thing in the poker game too. Where it's like, that was, oh yeah, what if somebody else has the card you're cheating with? I mean, that's everyone that's, that's ever yeah. cheated. That's, that's the card. problem. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've never seen it before. <laughs> I, 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 apparently, he's never seen a western. Right? I haven't <laughs> seen a lot of card playing westerns. I'll tell you that, or Maverick? westerns at all. Uh, uh, I don't think I ever saw Maverick. Yeah, although <sighs> I remember it coming out. And yet yeah. he's read every Legion. Yeah, I know, right? Well, sci-fi for okay. me. He, uh, is far more if anyone than if Westerns. anyone was listening last week, I don't want to diverge too much. If anyone was listening last week, uh, I I was I listened to it, and I swear to God, halfway through the the Legion diatribe, I thought he was going to start talking in Monathian. <laughs> <laughs> Interlac, Nola. Oh my bad, my bad. I'm speaking Interlac. Now let me give you a brief history of Interlac. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know how to write it? Uh, no, well, I don't. But there is a way. Like, oh, it is the, with the little dots. It is the, my favorite font. Yeah. It's a good font. <laughs> it's better than Wingdings. <laughs> but I, I hear you on the art, especially speaking back to that poker scene. I thought that poker scene definitely had more of a a moody aesthetic, and because they were, and because the character designs are all kind of like you know like people you would find in like a, the CD bar, yeah. and things like that. It fits. As opposed to with the next page, you got the blind person who has got a mm. cartoon feel. She's got a rabbit genie that's cartoony. The, the Jadu, the the little magician, he's like a little kid type of thing. Mm. So that's kind of got like it. The the tone definitely lightens up mm. later as as the book goes on. Yeah, almost to the point that when the character from the first part it comes in at the mm. end, it feels like. Whoa, that's like a juxtaposition of the, of the two. Worlds. I did really like that kind and of dissonance, yeah. where she's like, "I'm here to kill you." What the fuck? Right? <laughs> like you're right. expecting me? I thought that was a cool cliffhanger page, yeah. you know, for the next one. Um, it's funny that you should call him a rabbit. I'm guessing you just did that because it was in the dialogue. Yeah. But he clearly has ram's horns. I saw that you too, know, like, but yeah, because I didn't see rabbit until that person said it, and I was like, "Well, I guess those are ears." Yeah, I guess could, I could see it if if. They're telling me that it's there. Right. I think it might be a juxtaposition of he's smoking a cigar, but he's kind of cutesy. You know, one of those mm-hmm. things. Do you notice they call him a daemon also? Yes. Which is um, it's where the word demon comes from. But uh, in ancient Greece, they were good or bad. They weren't. Yeah. 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 So that's cool. But that's what it... Also in the Wildstorm universe, they're good or oh, bad. Oh, is that so? <laughs> that's very true. Yeah. Oh, I thought the daemonites were just bad. Yeah. No, there were some good ones. Oh, okay. Yeah. This is cool. I just noticed reading it digitally when you switch from the bridge not going away page everything 
else changes, but that one scene of the mm-hmm. bridge stays exactly the same. Yeah. Um, and even the like clap 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 is over it, and then ha 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 is right where it was. It's a cool. It's a cool reuse of that of that art. Um, not a good showman move to not check your new mirror at all before you use it. Well, this is why you hire people, man. Yeah, but I mean, it's a, it's a big trick. <laughs> you know, we're gonna, we got tested. Well, you, you develop, you, you're depending on, you, you know. That's true. He just made a bad choice as to far as who to, you know, who to rely on. You see who's getting fired. <laughs> Let them know. Not if you do it. Where are you slipping in out? <laughs> I, liked, uh, I liked the book. I think it was a lot of fun. Um, the, I don't know the gentleman who wrote this, um, but it there were a couple instances where I wondered if maybe lang- English was their second language. Because there was yeah. an interesting turn of phrase here. Mm-hmm. Uh, like when the kid, the, the bridge gag goes poorly and the kid's running off stage, someone says, bring the bridge back. And then someone else says, hold this boy. Which, as we recall from a previous episode, is my official title, The Best Boy Gripper. <laughs> yeah. So I really took to that part of this book. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, oh, it's finally for something for me. Yeah. Grip um, this boy. Grip this boy. Give me a grip. Let's grip it. <laughs> grip me a boy. Um, uh, or when the the, the street toughs <laughs> come up yeah, and they're yeah. like, "Excuse me, miss. Street what is this is my si- shining piece in your shirt?" Yeah. That also, is an also they're straight out of the Warriors. With like they're walking around with leather vests and no shirts. <laughs> yeah. uh, super just, European. Real quick, two things. Apparently, Raphael Scavone started his career in 2014 editing comic books alongside Raphael Albuquerque and their own publisher, Stout Club. And also, Raphael lives in Brazil. So there we might. go. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm. I just. I wonder if maybe an editor or somebody could have been like. Eh, like that seems a little yeah. stilted. It's not technically wrong, but yeah. it's unusual. Or when the way that they use the word spelling. Yeah. They. He says like, uh, magic. You just did magic. You did it yourself by spelling the magic words you listened. Yeah. And that could even. No, I don't know how to. I was going to say a comma by spelling the magic words you listened. That yeah. still doesn't work. But spelling, you know, how sometimes can mean both the letters that make up a word, but also like a if well, you spell something. I mean, is that more sentence means this. He recited this spell he had heard yeah. by spelling the magic, magic words, words you listened, listened you, that uh. you heard. You heard he heard it, yeah. and then and recited it. it. Yeah, he spelled by memory. All the words are there. Sure, but it doesn't make that much sense sure yeah, yeah. word order is important in different ways in different languages yeah. and yeah yeah brian yes do you know what time it is uh time thunder for... round there it is <laughs> what is a thunder round brandon it's when everyone has a minute to talk about a book and we time them and then we yell done End of round. End of round. So Noel and I are going to share duties <laughs> on Star Wars number three by Charles Soule and morning. Jesus Sayas. Butt duties. Even funnier. So you, you want me to go first, right, Noel? I would like you to go All first. Right, so here we go. Uh, Brandon's going to give me 60 seconds on the clock. Get it. Let me know when I go. Go. All right, so I am really enjoying this new Star Wars book. I fell off of the previous Star Wars book because I just got bored, but I feel reinvigorated with this new series. I'm really uh, interested in the things that are happening. There's like a, a Jedi who's talking to Luke. Um, he's got a lightsaber, and we don't know who that is. And then we, they go to the Cloud City to figure out where his lightsaber went after Darth Vader cut off his hand. Um there's a lot of fun stuff happening here. Oh, and I love the the bad guys. Um, what's Tarkin's the name of the will. ship? What? Tarkin's will. 
Um, so this is this is fine. This is like everything that you said is true. <laughs> Good use of that. Time. I am <laughs> I breaking into my time. I am uh I think I'm bored with Star Wars and yeah. I think this is so much of just cutscenes in a video game. Oh. That's what it feels like. It feels like it feels like nice to have, not need to have. Whereas yeah. before it felt like it was urgent and really oh. like but this just is like okay, yeah, that Questions I didn't really have and no round are being answered. Yeah. Was that the same as the previous? We read one of these before, right? And you kind of felt the same. Like I'd mm. like to hear more about Poe Dameron's parents than this little cut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah. yeah, it's just more of the same. Yeah, which is which is your mileage varies. That's fine. But sure. when I read the kind of like you know previously like in the beginning and realized where we were in the whole Star Wars saga, I said next. Mm. I don't so I know. don't I, I like it's preference i don't know why the jason aaron stuff had me excited probably because at that time we didn't have anything else star wars oh yeah comic books and it was a group of characters that i was down with like i want to know more about han solo because we've only had a collected 45 minutes of screen time of him mm. like stuff like that so that i was excited about now 75 of those issues and add uh, tons of miniseries and it's just like all right i'm i'm, I'm pretty much done yeah like so I, it's, I think it's not out. so much the work itself as it is your experience the writing, leading up mm. to the work. The writing is deft. The art is great. Mm. Um, I don't care about the in-between stories about the in-between story, yeah. which okay. is what this is. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, oh, real quick, though. Let's touch very briefly. Do you guys, do you, have you heard about High Republic? Project Luminous? No. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. The thing that said like 200 years before. Brandon? So, yeah. so I w- yes, it's 200 years. Tell the people. Excellent. Oh. Uh, so High Republic is set 200 years before the prequels, and it's going to be following Jedi in, like, that era. And apparently they're going to be more, like, um, kind of like sheriffs. Knights of the Round Table and sheriffs. Yeah. Where they're more, like, going out and just patrolling as opposed to the, like, very um, secular and, like, specific group that we saw in the prequels. And they're going to have a new uh, enemy called the Nihil or Nile or whatever. And apparently their, if I remember correctly, their motto is, you can't take it with you, but we can take it from you. Denial. Uh, so that is new, and I will read that. I would like new stories. Yeah. Like I'd be curious about that. Whereas, you know, the number of buttons on Luke's suit, I don't like. Ooh, how many was it? We don't need that story. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, a little, one extra thing about the High Republic is that it's going to be spanning a lot of stuff. It's going to be spanning books and comics oh. and multiple publishers. It's going to be Marvel. I think I saw Dark Horse as well. And it's going to be spanning genera- like um, ages, age groups. It's going to be like young adult, kids, and adults. Yeah, Marvel, Marvel, farms out, <laughs> Marvel farms out their YA Star Wars stuff to Dark Horse. Really? It, or or IDW? IDW. 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 Not Dark Horse, IDW. Kind of yeah, oh, Star yeah. Wars Adventures is IDW. Really? Yeah. That's yeah. interesting. Also, a lot That's of, right. a lot of like, bi- so that Jack Kirby Fantastic Four, isn't that IDW printed? Yeah. yeah. Wait, yeah. really? Yeah. 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 Oh, I didn't know yeah. that, like, Marvel IP was being published by... Oh, yeah. Yeah, they, oh, wow. it's, it's essentially, they kind of contract IDW mm. to do certain editions and printings for them. Do you know DC in the 70s was uh, not doing well financially and thought about contracting out to Marvel mm. to write their... Marvel to do like certain books. Yeah, I did read that. Read that yeah. this past week. Yeah. Uh, been in, an interesting twist. in the muck of all the speculation yeah. of what's oh, going to yeah. happen in the future, which was all bullshit. They Marvel's going to buy DC. So <laughs> stupid. I remember people saying Marvel DC was going to sell Batman to Marvel in when uh, like Nightfall was kind of like, oh no, the new suit. And it's like, 
I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. That's why I don't like speculating on all this stuff because it all just sounds like dumb shit to yeah, me. Yeah. Yeah. This um, thing could happen. Yeah. Uh, Brian, you're up yeah. next, buddy. Oh, doing what? The new Green Lantern book, Far Sector Number Four, written by N.K. Jemison, art by Jamal Campbell. You got one minute. Go. Uh, so I enjoyed it. I like this world that is being set up, and I like the main character, and I like learning about it. I think at this point, issue four, I want to know uh, more about what her deal is as a Green Lantern than we have found out already. Well, tough. You know, uh, I understand that. <laughs> but I want what I want, you okay. know. Um, and I've kind of, for a second, I was like, oh, we don't know when this is taking place. Maybe this is the far future. Could this be Alan Scott's ring? But no, it's not. It seems pretty clearly rooted in, in today. They talk about the other lanterns. Um, yeah, and I just, for some reason in this issue, I found myself thinking like, all right, I, I know enough about this city for now. I want to know a little bit more about what her thing is. And we did get a little bit more. I just wanted even more. You know, the mm-hmm. I want to know how this ring is different, why it doesn't need a lantern, which we learned here, and it takes some time to recharge. Also, why does she bother making raincoats when every charge is like, now it's five days until you have a, a new charge. <laughs> Um, end of round. End of, end round. of round. So, um, so, yeah, um, this is this is fine. Yeah, I, I don't. I still don't understand why she needs to have a different ring. So the the whole idea yeah. of she's way out farther than any other Green Lantern. But as far as I know, just having a like you can have your battery with you and or hide it in a pocket universe. Right. So they have not given me a reason as to why her ring is different. There is no right. There is no um, advantage, just disadvantage mm-hmm. at this point. And that's the thing. I want to know. I want to know what's up. Like I want to know like, what's up with this ring. Why it looks different than the re- other rings. It recharges it itself. When she got it right. I think it looks like a regular one, and then it like reformed itself. I don't know. It recharges itself, which yeah. doesn't. Which is a is an impediment, and there's no they they've given us no reason as to why she would need this different type of ring. Right? Does it not require willpower? Who knows? If so, then why yeah. is she a Green Lantern? And I think whoever gave it to her has been a bit of a mystery. Certainly was in this issue. You get it looks Owen like she's blue. It kind of looks like a woman's hand, mm-hmm. but other than that, I don't know that we've seen her face. This teleporting thing is pretty cool, where the little like squares the, um, drop uh, in. This book continues to be beautiful. Oh yeah, it's yeah, just yeah, the yeah. World building four four of twelve right. issues in, and I mean it's fine. Mm-hmm. I you know I, I, I like think, it. I think all of your questions are all legitimate ones, but I don't mind. Like the world building, like we said, is mm-hmm. is, is great. Um, the story is intriguing enough that. I'm just gonna go along for the ride. You're down for the ride. Oh yeah, yeah I figure she's gonna fill it in as we. I'm down to figure it out. I mean, yes. you know this quirky side world kind of thing. Right. See what's what. It's just it's um now it's just riding on intent as opposed to every issue reveals a new thing. It's just sure. it's just it's yeah, just yeah. it's just slow moving. So while I was away, did yeah. you guys move on to the next thunder round? We moved on okay. to continuing to speak about Far Sector in uh, sort of an interplay just back and forth. The entire <laughs> yeah. All right, cool. Uh, <laughs> Leviathan Dawn is your Noel. Yeah. Number one. Well, it's a one shot. But it's number one. It's number one. Still <laughs> number one. Brian Michael Bendis should, and Alex. Should one shots be t- numbered number one? That's what I, that's what I was I, mm-hmm. I was I mean, pausing for, because I figured someone would pick that up for yes. for sales. Sure, for yeah, it's the same reason. I understand um, that. The same reason. What was it? What was that Hick, uh, Hick? image book with the superhero? Spawn. Uh, <laughs> Wild. Yeah, Invincible. It's the same reason. There are so many. <laughs> 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 
every Invincible issue. What was that comic one, book? The number one was always bigger. So it'd be like yeah. a five, really small. So if it was fifty-one, the five be really small, and the number one oh, would be really big. Oh, uh, that's funny. I love that Kirkman does stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, that's really funny. Like, oh, it's the hundred and twenty-first episode. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you know what? Another image book didn't didn't um I forgot what it was, but they would change every issue for a while. Would have a new modifier at the front of it, so it would be the uncanny whatever, yeah. the amazing whatever. I forgot what it was. I forget what that. Was. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah it's pretty funny. Uh, anyway, Noel. Yeah. Leviathan Dawn, number one. Sixty six seconds go. This is a direct sequel to Event Leviathan, which just wrapped up, uh, I want to say, a month or two ago, um, about all of the world's, the DC Universe's clandestine organizations being wiped out unceremoniously in one day by this mysterious Leviathan, who is revealed to be an old manhunter by the name of Shaw. Period. Uh, this is picking up the pieces of the aftermath and very much setting up the rebuilding of Checkmate, which will... Um, combat this new threat of Leviathan because Leviathan themselves have declared not unlike the X-Men yeah not unlike Krakoa have declared uh, themselves a nation state mm. so it's not as simple as they actually they literally bought a nation mm. so they are a nation um, it's not as simple as fighting this organization now it's a, it's foreign policy Markovia I think was it yeah, they bought Markovia. Markovia. Yeah, so it's so yeah. so a small group in the DC universe are trying to reestablish checkmate. Um, it was fine. The first thing I thought of, besides Krakoa, was when I was growing up. One of my favorite books was Larry Hama's GI Joe comic, and at one point Cobra buys an island. Uh, yeah, and that is the that is that is a sovereign state uh -huh. of well, Cobra what? Island yeah. is like a nation. Right. Now that now that you're mentioning it, this. Even Levent Leviathan, that all feels really G.I. Joe. Mm. Yeah. All of it does. A little bit. Which kind of makes me like it a little bit more. Mm. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was uh, good. I'm, I'm excited dry, for the next piece. Yeah. Oh, I did want to, since, 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 uh, I can't rules believe you're still talking. Oh, you, right. You've, you've rendered my rules meaningless. Oh, fantastic. So, um, the one thing <laughs> that bothered me was Talia Al Ghul saying, I'm going to shoot him in the face. I'm like, Bendis, come on. Like, you know, people give Bendis a hard time oh. for writing all of his I characters see. similarly. They do. And I usually <laughs> yeah. am like, ah, oh, I mean, no, everyone sounds a little different. Yeah. The Talia al Ghul does not yell, I'm going to shoot him in the face. Yeah. The one or, thing. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I'll kill their, I'll kill her face. What was it? I'm not going to find it. While you look for that panel with the dialogue you're talking about, I actually wanted to, to scroll through and show that. Um, on Leviathan, all of these. So, like, part of that book was that he was collecting um, participants from all over the DC universe that were willingly saying, "Yeah, I'll, I'll work with you because the system's broken." Now, there are, a lot of them are coming to the realization that, "Oh shit, we're the bad guys." Yeah. One of those characters, which I was super shocked to see because she's got no dialogue, pretty much, is Sasha Bardot, who I've not seen since Checkmates mm. and Greg Rucka's run of Batman. Which I was really really cool. Barely, I know the name. Yeah, she was she like a, a leader of Checkmate. She like worked oh. for Waller. I think she was around uh, Countdown when Ted Cord was killed. Oh, okay. She oh. Yeah. she worked for well she worked with Batman. She dated Bruce Wayne. Oh, that's uh, she's a she's a spy. But they're one of the same. This, oh, well, she knows that <laughs> end oh. of the same. Uh, Talia says, "I should have done this years ago. I am going to kill his face." Yeah, that is not a Talia line. No. Sorry, Bendis. The daughter of the demon. Nah, kill his face. She's been in jail for a while at that point. That's true. She picked up some, picked up some of the new slang. These kids are always slanging about. Star number two by Kelly Thompson and Javier Pina and Felipe Andrade. Two reality warpers collide. As Star struggles to master her power, she gets a visit from one of the world's greatest and most dangerous 
reality warpers. But is the Scarlet Witch here to guide a fledgling would-be hero or put down a deadly villain? Either way, Star better learn fast because heroes aren't the only ones watching the new wielder of the reality stone. <laughs> so, uh, did we talk about this on air before? Or has it just yeah. been me telling people to read this we book? We talk about issue one. We talked yeah, about issue one. Yeah. Issue okay, one. good. Because I loved issue one. I was pleasantly surprised by it. She yeah. comes from the Captain Marvel book by Kelly Thompson. Mm-hmm. And I was like, ugh, oh, this character, I'm not going to yeah, care about yeah. this. And it was great. I yeah. really liked the first issue. Um, and what did you guys think of this issue? I was really good. You yeah. you had talked about in the last issue really liking the expressions, mm-hmm. and we contrasted it with some other thing out that week. But I noticed it again in this one. Uh, there's this one, uh, there's this one page where there's kind of uh, two similar shots, but she's mm-hmm. looking a different way, and that was cool. I do find it odd that like you know Scarlet Witch is like you're using the real stone, but you don't know how to use it. Like, has that ever been a thing before? It Does anyone like, know how to use right, the reality like, stone uh, well, before you they get it? you cause it to change reality, yeah. <laughs> you know? Is there a way that you're supposed to do that? Mm-hmm. I've never been exposed to that knowledge. Well, I mean, her, well, never had her, the her experience of, of <laughs> you know, building and unwinding realities. Uh, uh, I Scarlet think, Witch. Yeah, she's the only person that oh. may be able to instruct her. So. Oh, possibly. Well, yeah, because she fucked literally up real bad. In, It's literally she in the sure dialogue, did. though. That's what she is trying to tell her. Like, I am keenly aware, one... Don't fuck with me. Right. And two, I know what it's like to, you know, un- yeah. unmake and oh, remake yeah. reality. So yeah. trust okay. me. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I like that the was the interpretation of her headdress, too, in this one. It's oh, ornate. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's called the witch. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, yeah, it comes from her previous. She had a um, sort of, I don't know if it was Marvel Max or whatever, but mm-hmm. it was a slightly indie feeling Scarlet Witch okay. almost horror book. Yeah. Oh, it was Chris Robinson, wasn't it? It was James Robinson. Was, yeah, I think so. Yeah. 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 It was a good book. Um, there was there was a piece in here. Well, we we finally have the confusion of last issue settled. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who, what was that confusion? Who is Scarlet Witch? Oh, who right. is Jessica Jones? And who right. is that yeah, other person? Right. Yeah. Tell. Everyone was like, I don't know who this character is. Yeah. Uh, we finally it's, got that really. Although, and that was so cool. was a bit of a shock for this one. Was that was that were they pretending to be Jessica Jones? No, they were just people. They were just people. This okay. entire episode until the reveal, I was like. Who are these people hanging out with Jessica Jones? <laughs> right. It's not Jessica Jones. No. It's just drawn to look exactly like Jessica Jones. Uh. Question mark. But I she's mean, not supposed to be Jessica did, Jones, I mean, you right? Think that uh, to begin with. Because uh, Jessica Jones was in the last. She issue. was in it. Well, okay. Okay. so okay. the scene cut in the sh- in like the scene the way the scenes transitioned in yeah, that first yeah. issue was like they were in Jessica Jones' office. Right. Then they weren't. All of a sudden in this right. other. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then Jessica Jones was there, but it no, wasn't. But it wasn't Jessica Jones was. But we in her office. But we thought she was there. Yeah. Everything else was this brunette. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. I thought yeah. Jessica Jessica Jones, quote unquote, was still there because she, yeah. the, the artist drew them very similarly. I was like, yeah. why is Jessica Jones so uh, cavalier about the uh, <laughs> this, uh, what is his name, Corvus Glaive showing yeah, up? Yeah, yeah. Like he's one of the gang. Yeah. So basically all of these humans that have been sitting around a table talking this entire issue are the Black Order. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You were so, yeah. yeah. And I, I did appreciate that reveal because we were all over the place with it. Um. I'm liking a book. It's a fun book. Yeah, it's yeah. fun. It's a fun. It, it, I like like we mentioned about the the expression, the art, the artworks. Um, I've never cared about Scarlet Witch. Well, it's been a long time since I've cared about Scarlet Witch. Mm-hmm. I like this. Um, actually, like it's kind of it was a weird juxtaposition, and I'm, I'm sure we'll get to it. Reading this issue starring Scarlet Witch, and then reading X Men. Yeah. 
where they kind of refer to Scarlet Witch from a totally different perspective. Um, I thought that too. So that was actually uh, cool. I don't know. It's just a fun little book. Yeah, I'm enjoying it. Yeah, Yeah, it's got nice continuity in there. We're getting a lot of guest stars that I recognize. Plus she has uh, very cool powers. And that goes a long way with me. Mm -hmm. You know? (laughs) She has cool powers, but even more so than that, She's got a good personality. Yeah, she's interesting. It's a well-drawn personality. I'm enjoying it. I I had to look it up, but um, the Black Order is... I I thought so, but the Black Order is because of the movies. Oh, for sure. Yeah, it was was originally called the Cullipsidian. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and I I didn't want to say that without looking it up. But yeah, the original name of this group is Cullipsidian. Right. And they changed it to the Black Order. Way better. But this black dwarf character was in the movies called Cull Obsidian. See, that's oh. what I was wondering. I so thought weird. somebody was named yeah. Cull Obsidian. Yeah. In the movies. In the movies. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, I liked Cull Obsidian. It is time for it's the a cool name. final Thunder segment round. of the... Nope. No. Nope. The final Thunder Round just <laughs> happened. Yep, the final you looked over at me and I thought thunder I gotta segment. get my act together and say yeah. Thunder Round. <laughs> One too many mimosas, ladies and gentlemen. Um, thunder. No, no, thunder, 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 no, thunder no. round. Ho! Oh! <laughs> Whoa! Ah, it could be. That's pretty good. <laughs> X marks the X spot corner roundup review summit club hoedown symposium. That's right. Uh, X Men Fantastic Four number two. Let's start off with that one by Chip Zarsky and Terry and Rachel Dodson. The world has been reshaped by the X Men, but you can't reshape a world without encountering its true master, Doom. What'd you guys think of this book? Uh, I thought nothing of it for I did not read it. I read it and thought little. I can take one spot because I read it while you guys were doing your thunder rounds. No, I I I read it. It was it's it's fine. I mean I don't I don't. The only thing that I really liked about this book is we're finally seeing the uh, perspective of the rest of the of the Marvel universe about the 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 mutants and someone like Reed Richards asking like whoa 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 whoa. What's the rush? Mm-hmm. You're hiding something. Why do you need all the mutants? Mm-hmm. And what is my daughter not good enough? Like well, that like that so whole thing point. was fantastic. Yeah, where it's the rest- like so you don't really care about the non mutants, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was really interesting. I'm tired of fighting, guys. <laughs> like I didn't like it in the last issue, but I didn't say anything. But then in this issue again they fight. Yeah. And this one yeah. in particular really annoyed me because like the the Fantastic Four were hidden. Like they could have just left. They chose mm. to engage. Oh, no, they didn't. Didn't it? It seemed like no, Ben uh, came up and chose no. to like grab. So Magneto took the metal from the chair, yeah. put it in the air to see anything that was right. invisible around him. So they, they had to act. However, first issue, agree with you. That fight was stupid. Yeah. Yeah. There was no reason for it whatsoever. This issue, all right, I they might have yeah. our children. They Let's like, fight them. Sure. They, I get that. But they had been listening, so they knew that they didn't have the children. They but, were like, But they only don't... fought because they were caught and engaged. Right, true. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I disagree with that. Um just because Magneto threw a bunch of stuff in the air to see them yeah. does not mean they had to engage. They could have been like, "Oh, you caught us. We're actually we're here." Gonna leave. But yeah. we're going to we're going to head out. We just wanted to know what was going on, but now that we know, we can peace out. I mean, there was no reason for it. Thing punched a terrorist. For yeah, hey, yeah. traditionally evil guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But he didn't have to. They True. knew that they were not <laughs> responsible for it and that they were on the sovereign nation of Krakoa right. and they were creating an international incident. Yeah. So uh, yeah. But I really do like getting you know, the, it's something that's been missing right. from the other. Fuck the Fantastic Four. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you were saying, right, yeah. Jenny? That's all yeah. I, I succinctly put. Thank you. Aggressive <laughs> fucks. Uh, <laughs> I mean, because the X-Men, I mean, it, it happens with all comics, but the X-Men somewhat especially are 
often doing their own thing in the world that you would think other characters would be a part of but aren't, you know, kind of thing. They, they, maybe just because they have so many comics, they very much inhabit their own corner of the Marvel Universe. Um, and this is one where it seems like we should be getting everyone's perspective, you know? Like, I don't know, why don't the other... Uh, the other heroes have something to say, and why don't the they X-Men sh- treat them better? They just haven't written, he, that, written right. that book yet. Right. Yeah. But there is that kind of like, these are uh, pretty close friends of yours. <laughs> you know, you, and they had been traditionally pretty cool with you, the mutants, and stood up for you, and possible, you know. Um, you maybe should give them the benefit of the doubt. I can see the Fantastic Four thinking otherwise, because here we've got Apocalypse as part of this team, and they did kind of try to kidnap franklin uh but it's all yeah. sh- it's all fishy as as reed points it's just all incredibly fishy yeah. and very apparent something else is going on so either be straight with us or we're going to have to keep trying to find out for ourselves mm-hmm. it wasn't Which quite as egregious to me as like, x-men versus avengers no, where yeah. they were like oh the phoenix yeah. force is coming back and we got to protect this child who has attached to the phoenix force yeah. and they're like no we're gonna protect her and that creates right. a fight right as opposed to y'all just being like well, why don't we all just protect her? Right. Now, you know what would be the most helpful? It. If we take some of each other out before the thing we need to protect her from comes. Well, that yeah. wasn't the fight, though. It was that the the humans wanted to destroy the Phoenix Force, if possible. The and Avengers? The X- yeah, the yeah. Avengers. And the X-Men wanted to let it take hope because they thought that it would be the rebirth of the mutants after uh, House of M. Yeah, the X-Men, the X-Men were like, yeah, bring it on. I think this will help. Yeah. And the, the humans are like, it destroys planets. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Yeah, we've we've seen this movie. Yeah, several yeah. times, written by the same guy, and none of them were good. That segues actually into the next the next Team, thing. Team we, Dark uh, Phoenix, giant size X Men, Jean Grey and Emma Frost. Uh, no, actually, I meant X Men number seven, but oh, it's sure, it. it could it could segue in either one. <laughs> <laughs> X Men number seven by John Hickman and Lang. <laughs> Lineal. Lineal you. Lineal Francis you. Mutants are forever. The resurrection protocols have changed everything for mutant kind. No more can humans hate and fear take their lives from them, but. What else has it changed? Mm. Well, it's changed the Fine relationship question. status of oh, three yes. very important X-Men. Three to four, <laughs> baby. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I kind of wonder if Emma Frost is in on that. You know? Oh, definitely. I mean, Jeannie yeah, in a bikini so. and Scotty yeah. in a Speedo is just a good day for Logan. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so Do yes. you think there is some uh, three-way action happening here? Or is it I don't want to speculate, a, but sure. if that's I mean, if that's their happiness, then they yeah. should own it. Well, I we just get the giant size X-Men. I mean, she gives Wolverine a kiss before she leaves. She does, but I was kind of wondering what is happening between Scott and Logan. Well, and he his... seemed really happy about that Speedo. He did. He did. Uh, actually, wait, really no, happy. he... He kind of was just like... That's he, was just, for Wolverine. he just doesn't say anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which could no, go... Said, you know, that could, that could mean that or that could not mean that. He said that seems nice or something. Uh, yeah, he says, uh, who could say no to that? Yeah, but exactly. it could be sarcastic. Right. Either way, right. either way, right. I think that they high-five often. Yes. You know what I'm saying? I hear you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> whether, it's, whether it's at the same time or right. afterwards or right. beforehand, right. I think that they are high-fiving often. Love and let love. Yeah. Yeah. Which is maybe after being res- after 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 the obstacle of death is removed from the table- hmm. Do you give a shit that much about hmm. um, who ends up with who? Like you have unlimited time, right? Yeah, yeah. and it's in yeah, but yeah, love, potentially immortal. Love yeah. becomes a love and partnership becomes a whole different paradigm when mm. you completely remove right. the idea of wasted time. Exactly, and they're in their whole like 
we are all brothers and sisters in this mutant cool. island. Like this, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Classic. This is a fun book. <laughs> yeah. This is such a good book. But uh, more, th- more than relationship stati. That statuses? Statuses. Statuses. I don't know. <laughs> um, this book is understandably very creepy hmm. uh, for the ritual that they talk about. The Crucible. Right. The Crucible, which is really interesting. But more so than that, back way back when we were reading House of X. Yes. All those characters died and then yeah. are re- resurrected. Yeah. They don't at all bring up, even with a character like Kurt, they don't at mm-hmm. all bring up the spiritual ramifications uh, mm-hmm. yes. of this. And that's what this issue does, which is yes. super fascinating. To it's yep. so good. This yeah. whole issue was so good. I got up this. I was hungover as hell this morning <laughs> uh, from my birthday. Happy and, birthday. Um, that was Humble brag. Thanks. No, I'm just. I was born. I keep I'm breathing. Saying, yeah. I'm what up? I'm making clear that I don't wake it's up my birthday. every morning when we do a podcast with a hangover. Right. It's like um, over. five out of six. Five, five and a half out of six. Five and a half out of six. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, yeah, and I was, Sushan was like, she nudged me out of bed. She's like, don't you want to, you got to read some of the books before you go. And I'm like, no, nah, I read enough. It's fine. <laughs> and then I got it. I was like, all right, you're right. I should read the X. Noel said X-Men was good. And I was curious about this one shot. Let me check them out. So I dragged myself out of bed. I had some coffee. <laughs> and th- both of these issues were awesome mm. in very different ways, uh, very different storytelling styles, mm-hmm. dealing with very different, well, not, I guess not dealing with very different things, but dealing with a similar thing of mm. resurrection mm-hmm. um, and... Uh, uh, they were both stunningly good. That's what I thought led into, from what we were talking about before with Scarlet Witch, yeah. uh, leads into how people feel about the Scarlet Witch yeah. in this, which I thought was very interesting. Like, she would be... The pretender. This, the pretender. Because the pretender. I, I, uh, she is now not a mutant, a mutant. in Marvel yeah. continuity, as far, for now, anyway. Um, and I kind of wonder how Jonathan Hickman feels about that, if he was like, ah, nuts. Her and Quicksilver, you know? No, she's um, a... Yeah, I love yeah. the fact that she's a... a a pariah that the kids mm. well, she's not tell just a stories about. Don't say she's her also name. like the one that nearly destroyed yeah. them. Yeah. yeah, attempted genocide. Yeah. Now I thought they had all been, or not all, but many or most had had gotten their powers back or that kind of thing mm. when the hope stuff happened. But I guess not. Um, and and but they seem to be about to talk about what the uh, briefly describe what the crucible. The is. crucible. So mm. it is for some reason. They feel that it isn't good enough to just die and come back. So apparently, when you die, you know you're uh, you're resurrected with suicide, right? But also, she could just stand there while Apocalypse chops her head off. Suicide she doesn't have to, but, but that's suicide. So, so is this. so well, <laughs> no, that was it was earning your death. Yeah, they they, they felt yes. that it was fight weak. them until uh, until you lose. You earn your right. death. It's still suicide. Exactly. Yeah, you you're know, still going in the there. The point is death, and also. Is it suicide? Die. You're doing this to be reborn in your right body. Well, well what you they know? were saying, what they're like the whole the whole thing of it is, just like you have to earn you have to earn a righteous death, not yeah. just off yourself and get in the line to be. See, but then potted. I come at it from: haven't they suffered enough right. having been born a mutant and having these powers, and then having them taken away without right. their permission? Right. Like, wouldn't it just be cooler to be like, all right? Here we we're just gonna re- rebirth you. Yeah. Like I realize they're trying to add more gravitas to it and make it seem a lot less uh, creepy uh, and culty. But I this think it doesn't work. It's way still pretty more creepy, creepy and culty. I would say more so more than yeah. like, hey, yeah. why don't we do a medical procedure on you? Which yeah. in we other times would you, you think of as dying? Gently. Right. No, we're gonna have the super big uh, apocalypse right. punch you to death. Right. And then stab you. Yeah. Right. And and then in the middle say, we could heal you and you could stay human if you yeah. want. 
or if you're willing you to bit. fight. Yeah. Right. Like, why is – I mean, but maybe that's what Apocalypse brings to the table, right? Yeah. So they all have to make compromises, and Apocalypse mm. is like, hey, I like kind of being a jerk. Yeah. <laughs> and, do, you guys you mind if, do you guys mind if I play this up a little bit? <laughs> right. I'm going to be a real dickbag. Right. I'm not – not only am I going to murder her. Yeah. I'm going to taunt her a little bit. Yeah. And give her the opportunity to get out of it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm the worst. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the worst. It's Ain't a I oh, that apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I liked reading the issue, but thinking about it, I'm like, that's real fucked up, you right. guys. Just, like, why don't you just oh, well, do the thing she needs to be better? Everything, yeah. everything right. about this has been fucked up from jump. Yeah, and that's what ma- has made yeah. it the most interesting X-Men story I've read in yeah. a very, very long time. Yeah. Yeah. true. This is a whole new set of stuff that I have never seen tackled in these books, and it's glorious. Yeah. Also, it does. I think we brought this up before. Like, so why does Cyclops still need the visor? You yeah, know, yeah. Like, how does how does Wolverine still have adamantium mm-hmm. for that matter? Oh, they they mentioned Did that they? in X Force. Okay. okay, that um, Forge has tons of adamantium around, uh, uh, always on the ready in case, uh, like for his rebirths. Remember when adamantium was super hard to find, and yeah. even if you found it, it was super hard to melt down. And even yeah. if you melted it down, it was super hard to yeah. keep melted. Hey, they yeah, created now a like, second adamantium to fix those continuity things. No, he's, did they? He's, yeah, he's Forge. He's, oh, he, he is Forge, he, and they do have a lot of mutants around. Probably yeah. some of whom can make elements. Yeah. Oh, you know, oh, one would think. I didn't even think of that. I liked what they did with uh, Jimmy Hudson. He, you know, the oh, kid yeah. of his from the Ultimate Universe, who mm. they wanted to it. be like Wolverine, but couldn't have the same thing happen. Yeah, he grew it, and I kind of like that idea as like a um, epigenetic. It would be an interesting Wolverine add-on mm-hmm. if it was like, oh no, I've been exposed to it for so long, my mm-hmm. mutant abilities have caused me to make it myself. Well, I mean, there's been times where, and I believe it was Brian Azzarello did one where I think Wolverine was destroyed down to almost an atom. Right. And And then he still had uh, the adamantium. Right. Must have been some adamantium in that atom. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) There must have been some adamantium in that old little atom they found. (laughs) Um, Comics are stupid. I love them. Oh, I love them. (laughs) Baby books. Uh, All right, so let's wrap it up with Giant Size X-Men, Jean Grey, and Emma Frost by Jonathan Hickman and Russell Dodderman. I don't know about you guys, but I read this twice. The first of five essential X-Tales specially designed to showcase some of Marvel's best artists. First up, Russell Dodderman, superstar artist of Thor and War of the Realms. When Storm is in danger, it's going to take two of the most powerful telepaths on Earth. Working together to make things right. Uh, Jean Grey and Emma Frost together again for the good of Krakoa. Uh, so basically, we have an almost entirely silent issue, which has re- they've done previously in X-Men during the new X-Men run by Grant Morrison. Mm-hmm. And uh, t- this, is a, this is a pretty book. It was. Yeah. Very good looking book. <laughs> like ethereal, sort of. It's like mystical plane that they're on. I like the imagery, and I like the way that they present the imagery. And I sure am glad that uh, at the very end, there are two sentences to explain what happens. Yes. Because <laughs> uh, I was sort of uh, just uh, struggling Confused. my way through it. Hmm. Well, they said it in plain text right at the beginning. It said um, psychic rescue in progress. Right there. Uh, in in Krakoan. So uh, I saw Brandon <laughs> over here furiously translating. Yeah. He's, he's got the key hmm. over here, uh, the Hickman key. And uh, I, I uh, my favorite. So I'm sorry. Actually, I didn't even catch it. What, th- what does it say? It says psychic rescue in progress. Oh, thanks. <laughs> my favorite bit was uh, they're, inside, they're inside Storm's mindscape. Storm is found on the island incapacitated and bloody. 
So in order to find out what happened to her, Jean Grey and Emma Frost have a psychic rescue because she's comatose. When they're inside, um, they're on this like Serengeti-style plane with purple skies and a one large, beautiful tree, and they come across two very large lions, a lion and a lioness with a silver mane. Oh, I'm sorry. If I could just pause you for a second. I That looked very much like uh, the panther realm from the movies in Black Panther. I mean, And then I thought one of those was the Black Panther god. Oh, interesting. I thought it was like... I don't know. I did not. I, I'm sorry. And there was no reason for me to think that other than visually, it looked like uh. the afterworld that Punisher. Or, did I say Punisher? Black okay. Panther. T'Challa. It, it's just, T'Challa. It, it's in her mind. Well, they're both set in an African, yeah. you know, sort of. Uh, I took it, and and the the fact that the male has the the silver hair and the female doesn't. I just assumed maybe that was like parents no. and or guardians. So, yeah, right. my favorite bit was they with pictographs in the air, pretty much ask, "Who are you to storm?" Who are you to Aurora? And the responses were spectacular. Like with dust, Jean Grey kind of swarms up a figure of her and Aurora hugging each other. Oh, you're a friend. And then and then Emma does the same thing, but it's like it's her and Storm fighting, and she's just like, Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then do? gets attacked. This is this yeah. is yeah. the best goddamn acting and yeah. visual storytelling I've seen in a while, and I loved it. It's just so straight good. up loved Every it. Every page is beautiful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The oh. elephant with fairy wings thing is cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that tree that Noel was talking about. There's like one splash page of just the tree with Aurora's Her crown. headset above. Yeah, yeah. Her headdress. The, and they would, you would have like random words kind of show up in like help in the cracks in the ground when she gets slammed. Um, this was just this was wonderful. Yeah. Oh, and also it gets pretty gross when they actually do find Aurora and uh, Jean Grey goes to touch her face and pulls half of her face off, and it's a robot underneath to reveal oh, yeah. the. Well, also too like the the flower growing out of the soup and they pull it and it's a bunch of almost like cables Techno- and cords. Yeah. 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 It's great visual storytelling in here it's a beautiful comic book yeah there's just a part of me okay context for my other podcast i just watched breaking <laughs> the movie from 1984 what's the other podcast the michelle mission yeah two men one podcast every black film ever made okay so we watch Breaking, and before you ask, the reason why I'm watching Breaking because I am now watching uh, a series of movies that are passing for black movies. Yeah. So, so that's why we're watching Breaking. Oh wow! So, um, and Breaking is basically about this white ballerina <laughs> telling the world how great street dancing is, even though the movie is taken up. By all of these electric street dancers, but no, the one who just showed up at the corner and took it all in one time, I can speak your truth she to the world. She pop and lock, and then she Yeah, just, and now one. she's like the she's best. She's the chosen one. Oh, it's, oh, it's a woman. Yes, it's a woman. In my Wait, head did she just learn to pop, and they're like, be in, learn to lock? Yeah. <laughs> no! <laughs> <laughs> so, with that in mind, I come to this comic book, Okay. which... Where, for much of I enjoyed House of X and Power of X, and I'm enjoying aspects of some of the mar- the books that have followed in its wake, I myself am paying particular note that, at least to my eye, not much has been done with Storm mm. in any of these comics 
up to now. No, not much. No. So I haven't said anything because I haven't read X-Men for years. And I know that at times they've done some things with Storm. Things that I haven't agreed with. Um, but they probably have done some things that I might have agreed with if I had known about them. So I'm not, you know, don't want to nitpick too much. But then I come to this comic book where apparently Storm has been infected with some disease and now two white women have to go into her head to define what has happened to her so that we can now find a way to save her. Storm, who for much of the X-Men that I have read has been uh, portrayed as one of the most adept and powerful of the X-Men. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, but it's different power. Like they help each other out with their different I understand. And, you know, I, I mean, understand. Like, I understand. No, you know? no. But to me, it's all about exalting Jean Grey, who I don't care what anybody says, the only thing she has ever done in the comics is sleep with Scott, sleep with Logan, and die. That's the only three she things. She's killed a planet and what, died. Wasn't it like a galaxy? Okay, so she it's killed four, a galaxy. She's four fucking it's things a lot of that planets she's done. In the galaxy, too. And mind you, all of those she's done at least 30 years ago. And then she just keeps repeating, you know? So I'm tired of her. Emma Frost, I actually find her a more interesting character. Oh, for sure. So I'm fine well, with Emma Frost Gray, still being around, but... Actually, the story would have been even more interesting. It was just Emma walking in there. That's just, you know, well, they, like. They did that. And they've done this before. <laughs> yeah. They they walked through Xavier. Yeah. To find his, his, mm. uh, his sister. His, you know, heretofore unknown twin sister. Yeah, yeah. That was growing inside of but him then, or whatever. Now, the Storm fuck. did have a cool moment in la- one of last week's in Marauders. Didn't she stab someone in the eye? Well, no. Uh, she may have. She, she was. Uh, she carried that knife around, which was pretty badass I, I in Marauders. I remember she stabbed someone, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, they took her They took her power, her actual, like, storm right. powers away. They took all the mutants' powers, and she right, right. stabbed and like, him in the I'm eye still and said, a badass. No, she stabbed him in the eye and says, you'll never be able to take my power. Yes. Wait. Yeah. wait. It, was, it was a pretty cool moment. Yeah. But then even again, in last month's, there was, like, she had a thing with Emma Frost where, um... You know, she comes and kind of gives her advice. You remember that? I saw it. I, yeah, I'm, yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And I was cute. I was cute. That's the only thing they've really done with her. Yeah, they have not done much with they her. They haven't it's done true. anything yeah. with her. And she should be a mainstay. I mean, she's one of the main X-Men. In, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. She may not be one of the original X-Men she's then. Not. She's not. She's, but, but she's, she's a, a major force. A major <laughs> For force sure. and a much better character than Jean Grey has, has mm. been in a long time mm. in my eyes. And who knows? Maybe they're maybe they're ramping up for something big. You know, I mean, maybe this is her know. part of the story that coming just, in. That just kind know. of bothered me. And then I, I'm not even going to knock the art to to like um, one of you who mentioned how this does look like remind you of T'Challa from mm. the Black Panther. Uh, JD said that, and that's true. And um, you know, maybe that's the whole African thing. You know, and it, I don't know who drew this, so I don't know. Russell their, Waterman. I don't. I don't know his ethnicity. Oh. So maybe this is his only. You know, his visage of what you know the African. You know. Uh, spir- well, there's, spiritual there's world the, look wasn't like. Storm, I mean, she's done like, uh, like psychic world stuff shenanigans before, right? Like, because I know, I know when she got married to Black Panther, there was like the Panther Goddess thing or whatever. Uh, stuff d- like that. D- d- look, <laughs> we're not going to even bring up <laughs> her being married to Black Panther. I mean, because that was just a piece of. 
They just shipped the the two yeah, yeah. two prominent oh, black African American characters. Yeah, the, the no, guy, yeah, absolutely African. Literally, not, yeah. There was the guy, the like I know in one of the shows, like she, her like main nemesis was like Shadow Bringer. It was a Shadow King. She's always yeah, had Shadow a King. mystical element because right. she was worshipped as as a goddess. But it's right. all, you know it's like she's mystical, but she herself is not mystical. Right. So right. it's right. like a weird kind of. So to bring it back. Thing. Len, do you think that this is just at worst tone deaf, or like, is is it is it just the experience bringing, or is there something inherently flawed with running through this story of Storm or to, to Storm? There's nothing inherently flawed about it. It's well, it's well done. I, I mean, I mean the the from the onset, the idea of it, not how well it's executed, because I think we all agree that it is incredibly. Well, I think I think ultimately is this is um, this is saying that they don't know what to do with Storm. I agree with that. Okay. And I, I and I don't like that. I, I I feel some type of way about that. Fair enough. Now, I did what not are the next? even consider. No, me either. I was That's, just like, well, well sometimes play. one of them needs help. Sometimes another one does. Uh, no, that hadn't occurred to me, the, uh, that aspect. But what are the upcoming four one-shots? Is one Nightcrawler. Is one, any of them And hurt? one of them is going to be Storm. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So maybe... Magneto. Uh, who knows? Maybe there will be uh, more justice yeah. for Storm in, uh, in the role. I'm Thank wondering, yeah. the, the, the nice thing would be if this was actually a way of starting to bring Storm to the forefront. Of maybe mm. they're doing something with her, and this is the beginning. That's that maybe change her up a little of. bit. That's, yeah, I mean, and yeah. that's fair. Maybe give her a little bit of a, like and there a boost. Has, there has been a, a heavy leaning on the Summers Gray clan, you know, mm-hmm. the, and the psychic aspects of things have like really been in the fore mm. um, of the whole Hoxpox kind of deal. Yeah. So maybe that's, you know, maybe that's why Emma and Jean are more heavily represented. Mm. You know, I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. 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 Well put, though. I didn't even think of that, so thanks. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to you wanna go live our lives? Stop, I was doing stop that the now. show? I could keep doing it. Oh, you're still yeah. doing it? Is this, is this, this living is our part life? of my life. Is oh, it word. Life? Yeah. I'm breathing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm breathing, bitch. Uh, <laughs> if you guys want to help the show out, you can uh, go to patreon.com slash johnnythestructor. You can email us at cultpopgo at gmail.com. You can go to cultpopgo.com, click on the bright red banner, and leave us a voicemail. Uh, Brian, where can people find you? You know, what really help the show out is if you find me, give me one hundred dollars uh-huh. each listener each week. Yeah, um, it would help my mindset to be uh-huh. here in the show, uh-huh. and so I really think that that would be great. I can be found at brianleibdesign dot com, b r i a n l i e b as in boy design dot com. No, uh, what would help me out is if you just tipped your waitress. Yeah. Just be I'll nice. Open a door for somebody. Yeah. Don't be a brick. I say this is for Noel. What if they yeah. are not trying to enter but, or leave but do the it, place that they but are? But when you say this is for Noel, do it like you're falling in a well. <laughs> this is for Noel. Oh, Perfect. I thought it was like a revenge thing. Like, so this like, is for Noel. <laughs> 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 yes, vengeful kindness. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Well, that's a good band name. Oh. Vengeful kindness? Yeah. God damn right it is. My joke's not as funny. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna say when you write, if you write a check to your waitress, always write in the little thing to say it's for Noel, and she'll just figure it out. Oh, in the memo. Confusing. She's like, oh my yeah, god, in the memo. I catch this for no, I was, uh, honestly, all she'll do is like, who the fuck does checks? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, uh, sir, you can't pay with a personal check for your meal tonight. So, other than finding <laughs> me wherever, other than no. other than finding me wherever you see kindness, hmm. uh, you could see me on the social medias. You're in the sparkle of everyone's <laughs> at, eye, no? At Mr. Bartocci, M R B A R T O C C I, or on the Facebook page, I'll say hello. 
Ben. Hey, check out um, my other podcast, Black Tribbles, which is of a live radio show every Thursday night at 9 p.m. on WPPM 106.5 FM here in the city of brotherly love and streams all over the world at philicamp.org slash listen. Uh, this month for... Uh, March Madness, which happens in the world of college basketball. Mm -hmm. The Black Tribbles every March do a little madness tournament of our own where we put 64 somethings onto a grid and we just like argue it all out until we get to the final uh, week of March. And this March of 2020, we are doing our March Mutant Madness. Ah. So we're doing all of the mutants, 64 mutants, put them on a grid, and we argue it out. And I have been asked by my my fellow Tribbles to ask whether or not my compatriots on Spoiler Alert That's would, us, you guys. <gasps> would like to join us um, at the end of March for the finale when it gets real fun. Oh, oh yeah. my goodness. I'm yeah. In. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Details to be shared later, but absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. All right, cool. What are the what are the mutants? Is it just X Men mutants? Or yeah, is it all Marvel mutants? It's it's mostly it, okay. from what I believe is Marvel mostly Marvel mutants. Mm. Um they will be heroic mm. and villainous. Mm. Um, they will come from all parts of time. I am not putting the the uh, list together. Uh, Ariel Johnson, the uncanny triple, oh. uh, is putting it together along with our intern, Dante. Now, will Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver be available? Who? Does modern continuity, how much of a factor is Who that? Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, also to somebody like uh, Deadpool. Ah. True. Also manufactured. I got a feel, funny feeling with Deadpool because he's still considered a mutant, right? Is he? Well, he's considered he's part. Mutate. Yeah, he's he's not like it was. Um, it was all kinds of testing and stuff to activate yeah. a dormant gene. He wouldn't have done it on his was own. Was it an X gene though, or was it just like uh, some other gene? You know what I mean? It was like, a Gene Gray. It was a Gene Gray activated yeah. within. Yeah, activated I ordered Muggsy The Gene Gray was within you all along. Muggsy genes. They're great genes. Do they come very activated, or do you have to activate? I activate. You have to activate the, ex the Muggsy yeah. gene. <laughs> I was just wondering, are the mutants from the Dark Knight Returns going to be in there? Uh, no, that's just a name uh, that they have. No, that's a gang. Yeah, that's just a gang. Are they? One of them has no nose. No, I, I think he just lost it. Is Killer They're Croc in there? Mutated. Are we doing a cross line or no? Like Thank you so much for joining us. On this <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert! I'm your host Johnny the Show. And the show before you rescind the invite. And we will talk at you later. <laughs> da -da -da! Thanks so much for listening to Spoiler Alert. Check out all our shows, including the Cannibal Horrorcast where we review classic and contemporary horror. Oh, it's so spooky! And Gutter Talk with the Black Tribbles, recorded live every week at Johnny Destructo's Hero Complex in Nanyang, PA. Yeah.